We are here this week in the Student Union with Pastor Jared DeBlick from Edwardsville, Illinois. How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. Um, real quick uh, for our listeners, wh- where exactly is Edwardsville? Where Where are you? Edwardsville is uh, just outside of uh, the St. Louis area. We're um, on the Illinois side. We're about like 20 miles northeast of, of St. Louis. Okay. And um, you are at uh, what what church are you at? How long you've been there? And uh, what school is it that you're you're working with in terms of campus outreach? Sure. Well, um, I'm at Trinity Lutheran Ministries, uh, a great congregation and school, and everything that is going on here is is uh, pretty pretty great. I love love uh, being here, and it's uh, it's been like a, a year and a half um, that I've been here, so I'm, I'm fairly new, but feel like I've been here for a long time. It just fit right in. And um, what I have here is a, a, an excellent opportunity to reach out um, to campus ministry students or campus students um, in our area. And so we have a, a campus ministry with um, SIUE, which is Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. And that probably sounds somewhat familiar because Southern Illinois University um, is typically um, understood as, you know, the campus of, of Southern Illinois uh, in Carbondale. And so this is one of the, I guess you could call it the sister uh, universities. And uh, But it's not it's not small by any means. It's a pretty big place. How, they have how, like, you know, I had a chance a year ago or so when you first got there. Uh, and kudos to you. Called me up and or to contact me and say, "Hey, you know, we got a chance to do stuff around here. What you know?" And I came out and walked the campus. This is quite the campus. How, how big is as an extension campus? Did how big is SIUE? Did it, and was it a commuter school kind of a community college that developed yeah. into something? What's kind of the background there? Yeah. So um, as, as far as I understand it, you know, it, it used to be a. Um, um, one of those commuter campuses, and it really it just started growing and really flourishing. And now they have around like fifteen thousand uh, student enrollment, and they're not really necessarily your your typical university. They have a little bit of a sense of a suitcase college where a lot of the students they they will go home on the weekends. Uh, a lot of uh, students come from this area in particular. But, you know, they are a very active campus, and it is, like you say, like when you walk it, you're pretty surprised uh, to, to see how much really is there. Because it's, it's really tucked away, and yet once you get on campus, it really just explodes. Well, and there's a lot, so much going a lot on. of, um, you know, part of the appeal, and this is a new phase in campus ministry, Carbondale. I've, I've yet to make it down to Carbondale. What is that, a couple hours south of you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carbondale's more of a traditional college town, probably 30,000 30, in the community, 25,000, 30,000 at the school. It's kind of the typical, you go there, you're going to go there, you're going to live in the dorms, you're going to live, you know, it's a college town. Whereas Edwardsville, you could be in Edwardsville and maybe not even think about SIU Edwardsville. And so it has a lot of, you know, part of the appeal, though, is that it... Uh, it's where all the people are living, and with the costs of college education being what they are, a lot of people are like, hey, I could live at home, uh, go to school here, drive 20, 25 minutes, and, uh, 
and save some bucks. And but that has that brings challenges in terms of people aren't on campus as much. Kind of like almost like a community college. They're there during. Is this true at SIUE that they tend to be there during the day, but not quite as much in the evening and on the weekends? You know, I I can't really speak to that entirely, but I will say I do know a lot of students who who do go home for for the weekends, and um, when we have our our Bible studies in the evenings, I do see I do see students uh, okay. going around, and and we have it on Sunday, so. Uh, but it's not as uh, if you went to like a University of Indiana, uh, you know, school like that, where they where they're just you know, constant just because of the, the massive size of, sure. of students. But I tell you, I mean, they they are growing, and and their activity on campus is is growing too. So what's a you said that you meant you uh, have a Bible class on Sundays? Like what kind of um, what kind of things have you been uh, tackling with your students? Is that kind of your main meeting night during the week? Yeah, so our our meeting is on uh, Sunday evenings, eight o'clock, and uh, we we meet in the student union um, at what they call the Morris University Center. Students call it the Muck, and uh, so we meet in the the upper Muck and. <laughs> <laughs> and we, yeah, I know, isn't it crazy? <laughs> it's kind of a crazy it's name. Um, uh, they they didn't really think that one through when they signed that name. <laughs> the monkey place. Yes, um, Sunday Sunday night though. I mean, it, that's kind of a non traditional time to me. I mean, a lot of students are like, "Oh, I haven't done anything all weekend. I got to study." But that that works out well for you in terms of the students and their uh, their ability to come and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Because I always found when I was a campus pastor at the University of Wyoming that Sunday nights were kind of a, hey, leave me alone, I got to study. But uh, apparently, maybe Illinois students are much more, much more organized in their studying over the weekend than they are in Wyoming. They are very studious. (laughs) They're very studious, and uh, they they have their act together. So, what kind of things are you covering? (laughs) What do you do when you gather on Sunday nights? Well, we we've talked about uh, you know we we'll go through whole books of the Bible, you know, we'll go through Genesis or through um, Galatians and, and Titus. And we'll talk about like with Titus, uh, the, the importance of, of doctrine and why that's not a naughty word. And, and uh, uh, talk about just the theology of the cross versus theology of glory. And um, recently we handed out uh, a, a book that we're going to spend a little bit of time uh, each of our our Bible study uh, sessions to uh, just spend a couple minutes on, and it's um, the Case for Life by Scott Klusendorf. Maybe you've read through that. Oh, no, excellent book, no, excellent book that. on uh, on the pro life cause, oh, and and uh, so we're going to spend a little bit of time with that. So they get a whole week to read like a, a chapter, and then we come together and we'll talk about that a little bit, and then we'll get into our a regular Bible study, like last week, we talked about, you know, is is um, is your major God's will, and we talked about mm. vocation and and what that uh, all entails, and how, you know, church work is great, and uh, uh, but also uh, you can you can spread the gospel, you can um, proclaim Christ and His Word, promise and life and salvation that is in uh, the cross and resurrection of Jesus, 
through uh, being a doctor, uh, being a journalist, uh, all these all these things in which you can use your vocations uh, in or outside of the workplace to be the voice of Christ and to proclaim Christ crucified. And what's this book called again? Um, it's called The Case for Life okay, well, uh, by that. Scott Klusendorf. Yeah, okay. really, good, really great book. Well, excellent. Well, sounds like you, you're doing just a fantastic job there. I'm very proud of what you guys have done at Trinity Lutheran Ministries and with your outreach to the students at SIUE. And uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show today um, is you uh, sent me a link to your new web page. Uh, is yeah. it, uh, what's, what's the link to it? It's uh, ului.org. That's U-L-U-E.org. And uh, ului stands for, or does it? Uh, University Lutheran Edwardsville. Okay. Um, we had to, I wanted to choose something that was short that I could put on sure. publications and yet kind of expressed who we are. It's a university. We're Lutherans. And we're in Edwardsville. There you go. Not, not glamorous, yeah, but it, no. Yeah. Hey, hey, it, it gets, works. <laughs> hey, as long as they can click on the link, it'll work. But no, this is a for everybody out there that is a place trying to look at, you know, some what a, what a good website for a, a campus minute like a landing page for. There's not too much stuff on it. You, there's a lot of great things on there, including you have a little I'll sign up for a little weekly update thing. Uh, if you have questions, do you need a ride? It's just very appealing in many, many ways. And, and sometimes with websites, people end up trying to do too much and then they never mm-hmm. keep it up. This is a very good example. If anybody's looking for a nice campus ministry landing page, and then you have a nice link to it from the church's page and whatnot. It's just well, well done. But one of the mm-hmm. things that caught my eye was that you have this featured article called Religion is for the Week. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because it this has been kind of a, a, a common... Um, question that uh, um, our good friend at uh, out in uh, Pasadena, California, a long time in campus ministry circles, Mark, Reverend Mark Jasa, uh, who's really an evangelist and an apologist and uh, does a lot of uh, speaking and whatnot. We'll Extraordinary. Probably, yeah, he, he's just, he, he's, he's a tornado of energy. There's just no way around it. Um, <laughs> and uh, he goes on campus and he sets up these uh, these uh, a, a sign or something or, or put something on a box and just sets it there and it says religion is for the weak. But why don't you give us a sense of uh, of what the of what this article is about and why you chose that as your feature article when somebody comes to your campus ministry website? What's the backstory here? Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you a little background. Uh, like you mentioned, um, Reverend Jasa, he he uh, had this as part of his one of his uh, taboo conference uh, breakout sessions, mm-hmm. I just thought it was really, really unique, and it really sparked an idea in my mind of, of how I could utilize some, you know, provocative or a thoughtful statement such as that, where someone, when they see that, has to actually think about what that means. Either they're uh, uh, rejoicing in the idea that religion is, is uh, for the weak, and so we should just disbanded altogether yeah, or they're, or they're like greatly the, concerned. I could imagine people coming up like, yeah, yeah, stick it to these stupid Christians, you know, that <laughs> kind of stuff. Or for the Christian who, who sees it and says, how could you say something like that? Right. Our, our, isn't religion, especially Christianity, really about our strength and our, our faith journey and all these things? And uh, so, it's very so pro- the thought behind... There's no way around it. It's a provocative yes, yeah, there's, statement. There's no sure. way around it. And 
my hope is to um, to have a sign like this that has our information, like our Bible study times, and to actually post it around campus so that uh, with a, like a QR code on there, if you know what I mean by that, it's it's a it's yeah, a scannable sure. uh, code uh, barcode that you can use any smartphone, scan it, and it'll bring you right to our website, right to this whatever the featured article would be. And I have other ones set up, and hopefully we can get these around our campus so that people are are uh, given to pause and to ponder what this means, and then to contact us, to contact uh, our campus ministry and be like, what is this about, and and um, and to, to maybe want to explore more. But uh, specifically with with this this article and this and this uh, uh, thought provoking uh, statement, religion is for the weak. Yeah, you're right on. There there are people who who rejoice in this sentiment that religion is just for those who are um, uh, they can't do it on their own, uh, so they 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 look to the crutch of faith and. Uh, that's how they they pedal through their life is is through this uh, this Jesus character, which who who really knows if he actually existed, and and uh, so you you use faith as your as your crutch. And uh, yeah. no, I, but in many ways, um, I mean, part and parcel. Of this it kind of gets into the whole question. Um, I, I I always like to point this out when I have speaking engagements myself that there is an annual survey. I think it's Gallup. Uh, of incoming freshmen, they they survey about 150,000 incoming freshmen every year, and uh, they they make note of how many of them are in this none category. They show up to college and they have no religious affiliation whatsoever. And about 30 years ago, it was eight percent had no religious affiliation. I mean, all religions. Now it's up to 28 percent, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. we are getting to a point where we are. We are becoming less, it's interesting, we're becoming less religious as a culture, and yet it's also fascinating that the same surveys will demonstrate all over the place that people are are actually more spiritual. Um, they claim to be more spiritual, but they're divorcing it from really what true religion is all about. And of course, speaking of true religion, we would you know, ultimately use a provocative statement like this to get people back to, to Christ and Christianity. Um, but um, anyways, uh, I, I wanted to, to, to kind of dovetail with this idea of a lot of people on campus, not only they love this, oh, religion is for the weak, but there's also the, the question and the, the, uh, uh, the statements and accusations made that... Uh, Religion is the root of cause of all evil in the world. We've got sure, crusades. Yeah. We've got mm-hmm. the, you know the rise of Nazi Germany. It was because of you know Christianity, and of course we now have ISIS and all this uh, jihadism. Um, in what way is that true? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, not not, not how is it true, but I mean, I mean, the, how is it true? Do you do you run into this? Do you think people uh, may, do they make these accusations? Are, are are students confronted with this idea that? that religion is not only for the weak, but it's also the cause of all the evils and problems in the world. We'd be so much better off if we just, Bill Maher will say this, if we just didn't have religion, we'd be so much better off. Yeah, that seems to be the swing of the culture uh, away from away from uh, just any religiosity at all and, uh, and more uh, looking to themselves and... Uh, 
and thinking that without religion we can we can we can do better and uh, and we can do without it people have gone without it before so we can as well and it really uh, destroys uh, the reality of, of of what religion is and specifically like like you mentioned specifically when we talk about such a thought-provoking statement as this we're leading people to eventually uh, hear hear about who jesus is and and uh, why why christianity should not just simply be written off there's the practical essence uh practical sense that uh, in the name of christianity many wonderful and great things have have happened you know there's christianity has been the at the very root uh, and uh, they have a preeminence uh, with um, uh, in, in healthcare and education with scientists and philosophers. They're the ones that are going out with humanitarian aid, and they're they're doing that ongoing care in the world, helping in times of of need and of you know, disasters. So to write off Christianity altogether is to, to in the very worldly sense, really dismiss. Uh, the the good that Christianity does for Absolutely. the sake of others, but on the other side of that, and perhaps where this is more of a concern for myself as a, a pastor and and for the church that wants to proclaim Jesus and His redemptive love that He has for the world, uh, religion in the essence of, of Christianity, it is the true gospel. It is the truth of of our reality uh, uh, in this in this world we need Jesus we need Jesus to to rescue us from our sinful selves from our own weaknesses and thinking about what this means for people you know Lutherans have this distinction between law and gospel but also between the theology of glory and the theology of the cross and Romans Romans 5 6 you know for while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. And so it is that, that, yes, religion is for the weak. It's for the sinner. It's for the one who, who desires and needs, the one who offers and gives and delivers everlasting joy and peace, not through strength, but in the foolishness of the cross. And, 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 and Christians need to hear this message as well as uh, the non-religious need to hear this message, who Jesus is for them. That's very, very well put, Pastor. Uh, uh, we're here with uh, Pastor Jared DeBlick uh, from Trinity Lutheran Ministries in Edwardsville, Illinois, serving students as a campus ministry outreach at SIU, Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville. You know, it's 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 really a hallmark of the gospel that, uh, that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ became primarily weak. You don't get weaker than than a dying man on the cross. It's like the antithesis to the idea mm-hmm. of of developing religious fervor like we see with the jihadists and whatnot in terms of 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 forcing people. I mean, he demonstrated the power and strength primarily in doing the opposite of what we in a worldly sense would expect by becoming weak for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so in a way, when you think about a phrase like religion is for the weak, and I think uh, Pastor Jace, a huge hat tip for him, uh, this, this, is a, this is a statement that uh, is propping up everywhere, and you're making wonderful use of it. 
it, it really gets to the heart of how, I mean, it's a great provocative question to not only address some of these things, but also to drive people ultimately to Jesus. Is that not the case? Yeah, yeah. And and, and Jason, uh, Reverend Jason would also say, um, he he liked to call upon uh, John one twenty nine in, in reference to, hmm. to the statement, uh, where John the Baptist says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. As an explanation to where is this weakness? It's in our flesh. And who's the one that's actually going to rescue us and save us? It is the very Lamb of God who is slain for us, who sacrifices himself, not just for, for some, but for all the world, for the sins of the whole world. And, um, you know, Jesus comes to save us from our true weakness. And that's ourselves. That's our sinful selves. And uh, religion is for the weak. And Jesus is our true strength. He's our true refuge, um, and it is his sacrificial love that saves us. And no other religion can truly claim that. And I think that's important here, that when we talk about religion, that uh, we, we, again, draw it back to what Christ has said and what Christ has actually accomplished, and how that is then delivered to us through the means of grace. No one can claim these things except for Christ alone, the one who who is incarnate into the flesh, dies for our sins, rises again, and promises us life and salvation in his name. Well, uh, well said. All I can say to add to that is amen. And uh, got just about a minute and a half here, a little less, uh, Pastor um, Pastor DeBlick, thank you for all that you have done and through your congregation. Um, please uh, give them the kudos from us and uh, be with, you know, thanks for what you have done with your initiative and to reaching out to students there at SIUE. I look forward to maybe some time when I'm in the St. Louis area stopping by. Maybe if I fly in on a Sunday afternoon, would love to hang out with you and uh, and your students and uh, please give them our best. And uh, thank you uh, for joining us today. Um, and reminding us of really the centrality of the gospel and a lot of great, it's a great website, fantastic website, and just an absolutely wonderful way uh, using the phrase like religion is for the weak to, to take people where they're at and to draw them into um, the provocative nature that is the gospel and, and whose we are in Jesus Christ. Um, anyways, thank you for being with us, and God be with you and your ministry there, and we look forward to catching you down the line sometime. Thank you, and I would look, ho- I'd look forward to uh, hosting you and having you here. Oh, that'd be great. Take care, Pastor. Thank you. Religion is just a psychological crutch. How would I respond? Before we close today, I'd like to offer just a few words of thanks myself. You know, it's a common thing in many of our homes to discuss all that we are thankful for around the dinner table. Well, we have a lot to be thankful for here on the campus of LCMSU, and I do too. I'm thankful to God that this year, that LCMSU exists at all. Thanks to President Harrison and my boss, Reverend Bart Day, in the Office of National Mission. Thankful that I've been privileged to partner with KFUO to do this radio program and that you are even listening to it right now. I'm thankful for all of our LCMSU chapters, their pastors, campus ministry workers, and all that so many of you do to love, cherish, and support the college students of the church. 
as well as to reach out to those on campus who don't know Christ at all. I'm grateful for my family, my health, and all of you college students. Of course, the most important thing that any of us have to be thankful for is the love that our gracious God has showered upon us in the person of Jesus Christ and the new life that is ours through the forgiveness of our sins that we receive for his sake. The Apostle Paul exhorts all of us in 2 Corinthians 9, Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. And what a gift it is. Thanks be to God. Once again, have a great Thanksgiving break. Enjoy your time with family. Have a little R&R. It's also a great time to work your way through all the archives of the program at kfuo.org to catch up on everything you might have missed. Just remember, whether or not you're with family, there's no better place to be this Thanksgiving than where Christ promises to meet you in the divine service to give you his inexpressible gifts. You are weak, after all. He alone is your strength. Remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help.